and welcome to the first ever episode of the Next Road podcast. My name is Sophia and this is a show all about rechargeable battery manufacturing. So how do we make the batteries you find in electric vehicles, laptops and your mobile phones? So what does Next Road actually mean? Well, Next Road is a project from the Faraday Institution, which is the UK's independent institute for anything energy storage. The Faraday Institution's tagline is Powering Britain's Battery Revolution, and it does that by bringing together scientists, industry partners and government funding. The Next Road project focuses on battery manufacturing, and over the course of this series, I'll be bringing in special guests working on this project. As for me, I'm a summer intern and my job is to design educational resources, like this podcast, to explain battery manufacturing. Check out the description for links to my other educational resources and I'll be talking about those in the episode. Right now I'm in my fourth week of a seven-week internship with the Faraday Institution's Next Road project. And what I've done so far is I've created a series of infographics called The Battery Bakery, An infographic is a mini poster to cover the key points of a topic and it's got lots of nice visuals in there as well just to make it more interesting. Um, I've used the analogy of a cake to explain the components of a battery and their manufacturing process. I've also made an introductory infographic which explains why lithium-ion batteries are so important. It's really hard to keep up with what's going on in the world today. Um, 2020 has been a big year, especially, you know, the coronavirus pandemic. Um, But batteries are going to be a crucial part of reducing our CO2 emissions and protecting the environment is just as important as all these other big events that's happened recently. Recent laboratory research has demonstrated that new manufacturing methods can produce smart electrodes with more capacity, about 30% more capacity and lower degradation rates of about 50% lower. And this is going to be so important for the future when we have batteries in more vehicles we have a lot more electric vehicles on our roads and that means the vehicles can travel further and last for a longer time and the next road project was formed to research new methods of manufacturing smarter electrodes because we already know how to make batteries you know we've been doing it for a long time batteries were conceived of ages ago but we need to make them better because they're becoming more and more important the government wants to be carbon neutral by 2050 and batteries are going to be a huge part of that And this is a huge project, this is a huge undertaking because there are so many aspects to consider within the umbrella of battery manufacturing. My infographics aim to cover each stage of the manufacturing process and the materials used and really break it down into more simple language. Um, There's also going to be a key terms infographic to explain all of these sciencey words that people might not have heard of, especially if, you know, there are secondary school students looking at these or undergraduates. There are two introductory infographics. So the first one is just called the battery bakery and it describes each component of a battery because a lot of people won't know exactly what goes into one. And then the other one is the wire lithium ion battery. So important infographic. So that's a really good starting point for anybody that wants to learn a bit more about the batteries in your mobile phone or in your laptop or car or whatever. I came up with the cake idea when I was doing my initial research when I first found out that I got the internship at the Faraday Institution and I was reading you know lots and lots of literature lots of scientific papers and I realized that all of the processes are similar to baking so you have mixing you have drying which is like baking a cake in an oven Um, and also there's lots of layers in a cake just like there's lots of layers in a battery there's the anode the cathode the separator the current collectors and they all reminded me of the layers in a cake 
maybe I was just hungry at the time. That is a very real possibility, but it works quite well. I've also illustrated the infographics myself, um, as well as including photographs from the lab. Um, and drawing cakes is really fun. It's a good chance to use my art A-level. I also really wanted to create something that was more accessible than scientific papers. I'm lucky in that I am going into my final year of a bachelor's degree in chemistry, so I'm really used to reading scientific literature. But if I think back to a few years ago, I would have struggled to concentrate or to get all the key information out or to understand some of the terms. So that's why I wanted to create the infographics because they have more colour than a scientific paper would do, more illustrations, and the language is simpler. And if you don't understand a term, you can refer back to my key terms infographic because this is, you know, a totally new subject to a lot of people, especially if you're a secondary school student and you might not have thought about what a rechargeable battery is before and how it relates to the chemistry you're doing in school. Other than having a craving for cake, there really is a reason I decided to use an analogy rather than just detailing the components of a battery straight up. And it's so that students can relate really unfamiliar concepts. A lot of students might not be familiar with electrodes, electrolytes, things like that, um, and relating it to real life. Most people won't have ever made a cell or even seen a cell, even if they have heard of electrodes and electrolytes. So it's really useful to relate an unfamiliar concept to one that you already know. And this is something, you know, relating these alien concepts to familiar ones, this is something that's talked about in educational literature. And that's something I'm really, really interested in. So your memory is basically comprised of two parts, your working memory and your long-term memory. So your working memory is the information you're trying to retain in the moment. And it has a really, really small capacity. If you try and remember, you know, a stream of numbers, even 10 numbers, you will probably struggle to do that at once. However, your working memory can learn things and put them in your long-term memory a lot better, a lot more efficiently, if the things you're trying to learn relate somehow to things that are already in your long-term memory. So if you can't relate the things you're learning into pre-existing ways of thinking, it's called disequilibration. And that's where the cake analogy comes in. It relates a new subject to something you already understand, cake. And I'm really hoping that by relating a complex subject to a simpler one, it'll be easier for the knowledge to assimilate into the frameworks of your brain. This is actually relevant to the philosopher David Asubel's assimilation theory, which you can look up um, if you want to. And the principle of things being easier to learn if the conceptual framework of the knowledge you already have is good. It's also relevant to meaningful learning um, as opposed to rote learning. So if you learn things in a more meaningful way rather than just trying to just memorise everything blindly, and if you relate what you're learning to real life and make more connections in your brain, it'll give it more of a purpose and it'll help you remember it more. There are probably a lot of reasons why quite a few people consider chemistry to be a hard subject to learn. As an undergraduate chemist, I definitely know this, I love chemistry, but sometimes it can be challenging. One of the reasons why chemistry is hard to learn is that a lot of chemistry is about things you can't see, like molecular structures and atoms. And while chemistry is relevant to pretty much everything, it's quite difficult for your brain to make connections between the molecular structures and the things you experience in the real world. There are so many science education theories which explain how you learn. I find this really interesting, so I might end up doing another episode dedicated to it, or I'll probably bring it up in a lot of future episodes. And it's they're really interesting because they have a strong psychological basis to them, which I think is really cool. 
Thank you very much for listening to my short introduction to the Faraday Institution's Next Road project, science education and how it relates to my infographics called The Battery Bakery. If you want to see these, you can check out the links in the description and follow me on Twitter. That will also be in the description. The next episode, we've got a really exciting interview coming up with Lizzie Driscoll, who is a PhD student at the University of Birmingham and Emily Hanover, who is an undergraduate intern like me. And they have created two games using Jenga blocks, which is really fun, to describe charging and discharging of different kinds of batteries. <laughs>